It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Access Atlanta, your weekly look at what's fun, entertaining, and educational in and around Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Every week, we're here to help you get ready for the weekend and bring you conversations with some of the most interesting people in arts, culture, food, and entertainment. Let's get started with a couple of events that are happening around town this week. For Strike Your Fancy, Atlanta Ballet's season closer May 13th through the 15th at Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center, 27-year-old dancer-choreographer Sergio Macero was charged with a deceptively simple task. Artistic director Gennady Nedvigan asked him to balance the mostly female cast of the 1846 classic Paquita by creating a new ballet that showcased the male company members. For his upcoming world premiere, Schubertiata, Macero cast every male company member except for himself, 12 in total, and one woman, striving to buck the codified structure and conventional gender roles present in historic works like Paquita. It's part of the company's Strike Your Fancy program, which takes the stage at the Cobb Energy Center May 13th through the 15th. Read more about Schubertiada and the rest of the program in a story from our partners at Arts ATL, which you'll find on AJC.com. When the newly formed Virginia Highland District created a neighborhood porch fest music event in 2021 that mirrored the long-running Oakhurst Festival, organizers expected that a few thousand people would spend a spring day listening to a handful of bands play on porches throughout the neighborhood. By nightfall, 20,000 people had spent time reveling in one of the first neighborhood events since the pandemic began. The second iteration of Virginia Highland Porch Fest takes over the neighborhood May 14th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., with more than 70 bands on 55 porches, lawns, and driveways between Virginia Avenue and Drury Street. Find out more about the festival along with a list of other free spring and summer outdoor music events in this week's Go Guide in the Friday Atlanta Journal-Constitution and online at AJC.com. Stay tuned for more events later in the podcast, and after the featured conversation, we'll take a look at what the AJC is bringing you this week, both online and in print. But first, we'll hear from fashion designer and Project Runway winner Christian Serrano, who has a new show at SCAD. For some, Christian Siriano will always be known as the elfin 21-year-old with the punkish haircut, spouting his token fierce catchphrase as the winner of the 2008 reality TV phenomenon Project Runway. But Siriano, now 36, has far exceeded his pop culture 15 minutes of fame. 
Named one of Time Magazine's most influential people in 2018, Siriano has proven an incredibly resilient force, and his work is the subject of a new exhibition at SCAD Fash Museum of Fashion and Film. Felicia Feaster spoke with Siriano recently, and she's here to bring us that conversation. Welcome, Felicia. Thanks, Shane. I'm so glad to be here. Okay, so uh, Christian Siriano, it's like he's, even people who, you know, may not be Project Runway fanatics probably know his name just because, you know, he was, it, it was a really big phenomenon back then. And, and of course, he's continued to work and be in the public eye since then. Absolutely. He's a major success story. He was the youngest ever at 21 um, winner of Project Runway in 2008. So that's a big deal. And the fact that he's had longevity and, and been able to have a pretty prolific career designing not only uh, gowns for A-listers like Lady Gaga and Gwen Stefani and Oprah, but also been very successful in mass market um, retail uh, places like Lane Bryant and Payless. He's just very savvy in the way he approaches his business. And a lot of designers just really, you know, burn out. They, they don't have the funds to continue and he's managed to to make a real go of it. Right. And and unlike so many fashion designers and so much of the fashion industry, he designs for people of all shapes and sizes, right? Yeah, you know, he talked a little bit about that in our conversation how inspired he was growing up with a very supportive, strong mother and a sister who was really into ballet and how they showed him that women of all sizes, of all interests, are interested in looking beautiful and feeling good about themselves. And he's definitely continued that. Um, there was a, a mini sort of controversy when Leslie Jones tried to find a outfit to wear to the Ghostbusters reboot premiere and no designers would step up to design it for this lovely six foot one woman. So Christiane did, and it was a gorgeous, you know, flame red gown. She looked fantastic. And, you know, he's made an, a real impression and effort to show that beauty is not just for the size zeros of the world. It's for everyone, uh, you know, all the genders, all the races, all the sizes. And I think that makes him a, a really interesting cultural phenomenon in addition to, you know, a fascinating fashion designer. Yeah. And if, it, you know, it seems seems logical that the the larger the, the pool of people that you design for, the, the more success you might have, you know? <laughs> that, and he's made that very point in interviews that why would you, why would any designer want to exclude a whole segment of, you know, potential buyers by only designing itty bitty outfits? So, yeah. And the other interesting thing I thought was he, you know, as I said, has worked with so many A-listers, but he said they have the same insecurities about their bodies when he's fitting them for a gown for the Met Gala or the Academy Awards or the Emmys. And he said, you know, that's just a constant. We're all human. We all, you know, have our insecurities. So he's a part-time therapist and a part-time designer. <laughs> all right. Well, that's great. So uh, we should also mention that the uh, the exhibition is is up now at uh, SCAD Fashion. That's running through October 9th. 
Um, and you can also go online at AJC.com and uh, read a little more about um, about the show and Felicia's story that uh, you'll also find in this week's Cup Guide. Thanks so much, Felicia. Thank you, Shane. This is Felicia Feaster with Access Atlanta speaking with fashion designer Christian Soriano, whose designs for Janelle Monet, Michelle Obama, Billy Porter, and Leslie Jones will be featured in the exhibition People Are People through October 9th at SCAD Fash Museum of Fashion and Film here in Atlanta. Hi, Christian. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. So I've been thinking, you know, you're a fashion designer. That's a really glamorous job title. When you were a little boy getting into fashion, did you have someone in your mind's eye who represented what a fashion designer was? Um. Oh, gosh. I think when I was younger, I didn't really understand actually probably anything about fashion, really. Um, more from I was really learned mostly from my mother and my sister. Um, they were really like my first kind of muses. Um, my sister was really eccentric and she was a ballet dancer. Um, so I remember going to all of her shows and I would be backstage and I would see like costumes and hair and makeup and all these really interesting things that I was like, wow, this world is so cool. Uh, so I think that's actually originally how I got into the lover of clothes, um, which is also probably why a lot of my work has a lot of ballet references, undertones. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I think they really helped me in my beginnings. And I did want to ask you about that ballet aspect because a lot of your silhouettes are so voluminous with lots of tulle and these mm -hmm. epic billowing skirts. Is that all attributable to your sister's love of ballet? I think, I think so. Um, you know, my sister, you know, being a ballet dancer, but also, you know, I was a ballet dancer. I also love, I love the world of performance. Um, you know, so I, I think that was always inspiring. Um, and I do think like, you know, fabric really is my form of creating sculpture and form. So, you know, because I was really an artist first, I went to art school and then I felt like, okay, well, how do I create my, arts like how do I create form how do I do that so now I get to do that for people to like live their life in and and be on their bodies it's so cool so for people who are into fashion fashion is about a lot of things it's about mm -hmm. identity and beauty and whimsy and fun can you explain to someone who might not get what why fashion is important why these things matter yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I think for me, uh, I guess, I think obviously for a lot of people, I think, you know, what we put on our bodies and what we present ourselves to the world is really your way of saying um, your kind of first reaction to the world. Um, and I think we all, we all have that. I mean, that's why we have two first lady dresses in this exhibit to show like, you know, they were very um, important moments because they both were worn at the DNC. They both were during very powerful speeches. So, you know, and they all had meanings. Um, I think also I have uh, pieces in here, like there's multiple dresses in here where actresses have won their first Emmy award or their first grant Lizzo's first Grammy award here. Um, you know, we have, uh, yeah, so many cool iconic things. You know, J-Lo won her first icon award for the People's Choice 
dinosaurs. Like, so I think fashion is a way to, I don't know, it's a part of history too. Um, and it's just like, I mean, maybe a normal person, their big events in their life are, you know, having a wedding or going, getting a new, their first new job or whatever it may be. I think, um, clothes are important to kind of transform your, yourself in a way. So why did you decide to call this exhibition at SCADFASH People Are People? I think People Are People was very important because I think what you'll see different than probably any exhibition that's pretty much ever happened in fashion is that we have literally mannequins that are, you know, size zero to size 20, um, 22 even. Um, So really there's probably not many historical moments where you'll see in one room um, from one brand, um, all these different types of people, all these different types of sizes, um, shapes, ages. Uh, we really have everything for everybody. And I think that that is, is really important. Yeah. And that's sort of something you are known for is that inclusiveness, that welcoming of women of all body types. You've talked about that as being very much influenced by your mother and she's not a, a size zero. And yeah. and I think that that must be exciting to see that now coming full circle. And the culture is also embracing that idea. What's the next frontier though for you in terms of what fashion needs to do better? Yeah, I mean, I think there's lots of things that we all could do better with any business, any company, any brand. Um, I think what we just try to do is we just really want to make clothes for people and we hope they feel great in them. We hope we leave a, a great mark when I'm when I'm done. Um, <laughs> and uh, and that's really it. I mean, I will say, you know, I think um, inclusion means a lot of things. Um, I also think we have to be conscious of the environment and the world and culture uh, all the things. Yeah. There are a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, it's a big task at hand, but you know, I think, um, but it can be f- a fun one too. This is Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison. We'll continue with our chat with Christian Siriano after a short break, but first here's more of our list of things to do around Metro Atlanta. Just as learning about history should not be confined to a classroom, theater should not be confined to a curtain stage. With Cassie's Ballad, an immersive theatrical experience that takes place on a hike through the woods of the West Atlanta Watershed Alliance through May 22nd, Found Stages seeks to engage and educate its audience with an interactive story inspired by the Atlanta child murders that targeted African-American children 40 years ago. Read all about this fascinating performance and a story from our partners at Arts ATL, which you can find at AJC.com. The uncanny timing at the Horizon Theater, which will give the abortion rights drama Row its Atlanta premiere beginning Wednesday, May 11th, isn't completely uncanny. The Little Five Points Ensemble planned to mount the production in 2020, but COVID-19 intervened. In the fall of 2020, as the theater looked ahead toward eventually reopening, Co-founder and co-artistic director Lisa Adler had second thoughts about programming Roe, which was guaranteed to spark heated debate. Then, a week before Election Day 2020, Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed, solidifying a conservative majority on the court. Constitutional law expert Eric Siegel, who has conducted community conversations after shows at the theater and whose wife Lynn is a member of the Horizons board, told Adler that Roe v. Wade would probably come under the gun, with a decision likely in late spring of 2022. 
As a result, Atlanta audiences will have a chance to see the genesis of Roe v. Wade and the story of the unlikely pair of women who made it happen, within a week of the revelation that the Supreme Court is likely to overturn the landmark ruling. Get all the details on this timely production and Bo Emerson's story on AJC.com. Now it's time for this week's adoptable pet from the folks at Lifeline who run the Fulton and DeKalb shelters along with the Lifeline Community Animal Center. Sweet Erin always has one ear out in the hope she hears someone is looking for a new friend. This 11-month-old girl is already showing she's got brains, picking up several cues and wanting to learn more. She also loves to stroll around and meet new people, offering a gentle boop with her nose and resting her head in your lap for a pet. If you are looking for a new best friend who will go for a walk around the neighborhood, then settle in for movie night, Erin may be the one for you. She's being fostered from the Fulton County Animal Shelter and is looking for a loving permanent home. You'll find a photo of Erin and a link to her bio on the shelter's website on the story page for this podcast at AJC.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This is Access Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The facts matter now more than ever. Get unlimited digital access to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution so you know what's really going on, and you're helping us fulfill our mission to bring you the news that's important to you. Subscribe today at subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast and your first month of unlimited digital access is just 99 cents. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast to join the community for just 99 cents. Let's continue our conversation with Christian Siriano. You know, I was thinking it has to be a pretty surreal experience collaborating with such bold face names like Lady Gaga or Janelle Monet, knowing, you know, about their likes and their dislikes, their bodies, and perhaps their own anxieties about their bodies. Do you, do even the rich and the celebrated and the beautiful have hangups about their bodies? <laughs> of course, every single person um, has the things that they love and that they don't love. And, and that will never change because that's just we're human and it's just part of us. Uh, so I am a part-time therapist and um, part-time designer. And we we try to um, make it all happen and uh, as best we can. Yeah. <laughs> and you obviously design looks for, for a lot of people, but do you, who inspires your own look? Like you have a pretty unique kind of vibe your glasses and your iconic glasses i wear a lot of black um no i think i just um no i like to i pretty much wear the same thing like a black jeans and a black t-shirt pretty much every day um because i make clothes all day long so i'm kind of sick of them at the end of the day (laughs) 
So do you get excited, maybe as excited about seeing an actress in one of your designs when you see someone on the street wearing a Payless shoe or a Lane Bryant dress that you design? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love the moments when it's just real people wearing the clothes um, are sometimes the best moments. Uh, they can be really great. And, um, and you know, their red carpet moments can be really great, too. So it's kind of, they're just a different feeling. Uh, but I, I will say it's really nice when a really random person. I also love actually now when I meet people that have bought something, you know, 10 years ago and then they wear it and they send me a photo and it still looks good. So that feels good. It's good to be timeless. Yep. Um, so you've talked about the process of transformation, watching your mother and your sister get ready and how formative that was for you as a designer. It seems like you have always been alive to the power of women and also the degree of stagecraft in life. I mean, do you think that's do you think that's part of what makes you thrive and and go forward as a designer? Yeah, I think as long as I still love creating for certain types of people and making them feel great, then I still want to do it. Um, so as long as you get that smile out of each person, whether it is like my mom for her next event or, or the most famous person in the world, um, you know, it, I think that's what you strive for. Um, it's great to get like a note from someone after their event or whatever it is that's like, I felt so fabulous all night long. Thank you so much. That's the best. So I know uh, people hate these kinds of questions, but if you had to choose one dress from your SCAD show to put in a time capsule that would encapsulate Christian Suriano's style, which uh, one would you choose and why? Only one. You can only oh, choose it's one. It's so hard. It's, I'm like looking around. It's so hard. Um, I have no idea. I don't think I could choose. Um yeah, no, it's impossible. But I will say, I mean, I could probably pick, I mean, I would say probably maybe what I made for Billy Porter at the Oscars would be our, my, would probably make the most sense for me because it was everything. It was pleasing all the things. It was masculine. It was feminine. It was powerful. It was conscious of the world culture. It was all the things. Yeah. And it was the first time a man had worn a skirt yeah. at the Oscars, and that's a big deal. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so it was a cultural yeah. moment in addition to a fashion moment. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So what do kids with a dream need to know to get past obstacles? Because you've had your share. What would you say to um, a kid, gay, straight, whatever, who's, who's confronting some real difficulty, but they have a vision of what they want to do? Yeah, I think you have to be really obsessed with your whatever you want. Um, you know, if you want to be a writer, if you want to be an artist, whatever it is, you really it's almost an unhealthy obsession because you have to love it so much and you have to do it so much because otherwise it's all too hard. Um, so I think that 
And you have to dig deep to find what that is, I think, sometimes. Um, because I didn't always want to be a designer at first. But once I really figured it out that I really love to actually make clothes, um, then that was what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be a stylist. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to work in film. Like, I, I just wasn't into that. I really wanted to, like, make clothes and have real people wear them. Um, and I just, and that's what I do every single day. That's literally what I, I go to my office and that's what we do. Box checked. Well, thank you so much, Christian Soriano, yeah, for you. taking the time to speak with us. Thank you so much. Hope you come to SCAD. It's fabulous. <laughs> the AJC brings you the best of what's happening in and around Atlanta on AJC.com along with deeper looks at trends in arts and entertainment and compelling looks at lost bits of history. Here's a taste of what you'll find there. It's time for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Spring Dining Guide. This time we're focusing on something that just about everybody loves, pizza. Whether it's vegan options or a pie piled high with pepperoni, you're sure to find a favorite among the many options our team has compiled. You'll also find short profiles of the folks who create these tasty treats. You can find that in this week's Living and Arts section in the Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution and online at AJC.com. If you're looking for arts events in late spring, our partners at Arts ATL have you covered. Among the shows we're the most eager to see is the welcome return of the 45th annual Atlanta Jazz Festival, the free concert series that comes back to its home of Piedmont Park and its normal Memorial Day weekend with a Hall of Fame lineup of performers. And the Alliance Theatre will produce the world premiere of a stage version of Trading Places, directed by Kenny Leon. Read about these events and more in the Spring Arts Roundup on AJC.com. If you're listening to this podcast on AJC.com, please take a moment to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. The podcast is edited by Tyson Horn. The theme music is by Bo Emerson and Billy Ewan, and I'm your host and the AJC's arts and entertainment editor, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that black people might want to know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Journal-Constitution.